Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Lots to look at today. Not a lot of excitement, though, unfortunately. We did see some higher numbers, which is a good thing. And, of course, we head into a holiday week, which will make for some very interesting trading. And Eric Kruger joins us today from Smart Yield. Let's start there. We have started a Monday of a holiday two-week run and definitely had that quiet feel to the trade today. It, it did. We saw some some overnight gains that held up through most of the session and, you know, had corn and beans. It's finished a little positive for the day. Wheat was off a little bit and, you know, off of a kind of a bearish cattle on feed report on Friday. Cattle kind of battled back to even for the day. So feeders were down a little bit, but pretty quiet session, low volume and kind of what we're going to see here for the next few days. Looking at that that quietness that has been going on in the trade and and even though we are seeing some higher numbers today, does it just kind of set the tone for what we're going to see the next two weeks? I think so a little bit. You know, tomorrow is a shortened session, uh, closing a little afternoon, 12.05, and then back open up on Thursday and Friday. And I think you might see some trading um, late in the week. Uh, but then, of course, holiday week again next week. So I think a lot of focus is maybe a little year-end positioning um, and everybody getting ready uh, for the new year. Looking at the optimism as we head into to next year, let's let's talk a little bit about China because we did over the weekend get get a glimmer of hope with some positives coming our way, and that hopefully will set for some future opportunities. Yeah, we had some good news out of China. They're going to cut some tariffs um, starting January 1. And that, that, you know, you hear negative news, you hear positive news. But if anything, I think it's a little good faith. And ho- hopefully the way the way our side sounds is we could see something signed on phase one after the first of the year. We'll see if that happens. Um, we've been talking about it for a long time. So um, on the other side, you know, it, USMTA is a big deal. Um, we've We've seen a lot of positive news on the trade front lately. And that's that's helped with momentum. It's helped with uh, some better exports. We've seen corn and beans really pick up. And I, I think there's, you know, positive news out of China helps eth- ethanol. There's there's some sources out, you know, over the last week. And even today I was reading that believe they're, they're kind of in the market for U.S. ethanol again. And if that happens, that, that just helps our markets. And it continues to build momentum into the first of the year. Now, you, you talk about those, the, their desire to make some purchases I mean, how much of it's being done in good faith? How much of it's saying, hey, we know we need the food. We've got to be able to feed our people. Or is it a combination of the two? I think it's a little of a combination of the two, you know, and that's that's just me, you know, it's kind of speculating, but I think they have a need and they're going to fill that through us. Uh, right now that our, our corn is the cheapest in the world, um, we're trying to get this trade deal figured out, so they need to have some good faith buying on that end too. So uh, I think it's a mix, um, but if they're going to hit the numbers, the, the billions of dollars we're talking about them getting to in 20 and 21, I, I think they're going to have to ramp up that pace. And, and we should see that going forward, and if we don't, the, the kind of writing will be on the wall. If they're not buying, then uh, we probably aren't reaching a deal. Are we going to see, I mean, excuse me, I know that you know, North Dakota, South Dakota, even areas of Minnesota still have a lot of crops in the ground. These warmer temperatures that are moving in this next week, can we expect any sort of harvest progress? I think in some areas, but the problem with the warm temperatures then too is if, if some frost starts coming out or it gets a little muddy on top, it's going to be hard for guys to get in the field if they don't want to tear them up. You know, so I think there's it's kind of a catch-22. But in some areas, you know, I, I did see some things today uh, from some guys finishing up harvest. It sounds crazy to think about that with Christmas in a few days, but um, there's there are there's parts of the U.S. and there's parts that won't won't be able to get in the field till spring. So there's enough snowpack that it's just not going to happen. Well, Eric, having said that, and, and we. We know that they call it on-farm storage, or as we call it, on-farm field storage. 
Can we see some reflections in those numbers in January? Or are we going to have to wait till later in the spring? <laughs> Gosh, I wish I knew. Come on. You know, but <laughs> I, I think there's that thought there in the trade a little bit. I think the trade sees demand improving. I think there's this thought that we're going to have to have some reduced numbers from the USDA at some point. Um, and, and we've also seen the funds coming into the week in corn funds uh, in that short 95,000 contracts, give or take a few. And they covered 20 last week um, on beans. They also uh, reduced their short as well. So when you step back and look at that, that's good momentum. I think there's a lot of a lot of positives kind of working together right now. But we need to get through the holidays and get to that Gen 1 and maybe we'll see that momentum pick up. We look at export numbers and I know that um, as I was reading this morning, both um, corn and soybeans fell short. Wheat exceeded the USDA's target. Come as no surprise because of all this trade war discussion. Yeah, it's a little surprising, and, and we are. We're quite a ways behind uh, year-to-date versus last year, but I, I think we've seen it pick up here over the last few weeks, especially in corn and, and in beans. Of course, we know that the sales of China being confirmed, but we, we need to see that continue because we got a long ways to go to catch up from what the USDA forecast is, and, and we need to see that get a little closer and, and whittle down week over week because if we don't, we're kind of running out of time to where, you know, right now in the U.S., our, our corn is the cheapest in the world, and um we need to see that continually stay there because if not, I don't, um, I don't know that we've run into a point in time here soon where South America all of a sudden has availability to sell some more crops. And, and when that happens, uh, it's going to get a little tougher, that's for sure. But speaking of South America, they've had some weather issues to kind of keep an eye on as well. <laughs> They have. And, you know, recent reports of, you know, some estimates that have come out look like we're going to they're, they're looking like we could cut their crop a little bit from what the first production forecasts were, especially on Argentine corn. Um, Buenos Aires Grain Exchange cut that by a couple million um, tons. And I think the USDA is still three to four above their estimate. So we could see that come together and that would help. Um, and, and, you know, there's a lot left to be determined down there, but it's trending a little smaller versus trending a little bigger. Are we going to, I know it's been quiet when it comes to that information that, that comes out of South America and some frustration that's there. Can we see that silence like we had this last growing season continue because of the trade war situation? I think so. I think so. And I think it's surprised. Uh, we were a little surprised with just the sheer amount of grain that China did end up buying. Uh, from South America and Brazilian soybeans and, and Argentina corn. And I think that that will probably continue. Um, the difference is, is, you know, I think there's there's a lot of issues down there, A, with the currency, and then B, with some of the taxation stuff that's changing. So I think um, they're definitely not uh, just, it's not just a, a, a silver star. More is coming up. Stick around. The Fontenelle Final Bell continues on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. As Eric Kruger continues to join us as we look into segment two, I want to, before we jump full-fledged into the livestock, this has kind of been a conversation, Eric, we've been having the last couple of weeks, is knowing the crops that are there, knowing the uh, concern with the quality of the crops, how do you see all of this factoring into feed supply needs for our livestock producers? You know, I think it, when you look at, you know, we talk on feed supply, it looks like those numbers are going to be increasing as far as demand from corn. Um, and, you know, the cattle and feed numbers that came out um, with placements up for the third straight month in a row, so year over year. And um, the on-feed supply looks like it's going to be a little stronger, of course, in the summer. So I think there's some feed usage numbers that could, that demand side could pick up a little bit. So um, I think in a lot of that, that lower quality grain, that's really where it's going to have to go. Are we going to see any 
concerns, any pushbacks um, when it comes to the elevators and, and the basis that's set there because, because of the demand that's needed for these crops? Yeah, and, and we've seen a little bit of that even here locally. You know, I think uh, they've really tightened up what they want to do uh, when it comes to the, accepting a little lower quality grain. Um, we've also seen, um, you know, I think a positive, one of the strongest, at least in our area, one of the strongest basis is over the last 12 months that we've seen in a long time. So hopefully guys are taking advantage of that. And I think a lot of that's going to going to change uh, depending on what we plant for this next year. There's a lot of what ifs, of course, that are going to start all over again here in January as far as next year's crop and planting and how many acres. But it looks like we're going to have some stronger acres than we had this year. So um, if productions, we have a little better growing season, I would suspect that basis um, is going to change a little bit um, from what we've seen, at least trending so strong recently. And of course, before we know it, we're going to be talking planning progress reports. So be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It'll be good. Still got to get done harvested and then uh, right into planning progress. So. Exactly. Let's go over to the livestock side. Full fledged, we had a cattle and feed report on Friday. As you guys got a chance to digest those numbers heading into today's trade, what were your thoughts? I, I was really impressed with how live cattle came back. You know, they started pretty negative, same with feeders, um, and, and they should have. That was a, a little more bearish placement number than the trade was looking for, almost 3% worse than what we were thinking, or above what we were thinking, I should say. But, um, you know, managed money's long, and it seems like they're going to defend their position on breaks. Um, but where we're at now on the futures market on the live cattle side, we're pricing in uh, a little stronger than cash, even though we saw, you know, cash cattle trade 120, 121 in the country last week. I think we can keep that steady going forward. We needed beef to kind of stabilize. It was up today. Now it's kind of a weird week as far as kill in the market. But I think we could see that stabilize and, and, and see cattle kind of hold these levels. Are we going to see, just like in the grains, kind of a, a holiday doldrum setting in? Yeah, I think so. Seasonally, we we kind of see that, and it's it's really light volume again today. So I, that'll that'll be the case probably going forward here over the next few weeks, and then, you know, then we kind of hit that first of the year. We usually we have a lot of a lot of guys in the calf market, background in calves that are getting to that delivery period, um, and, and we'll see how the board reflects on that. But it looks like the first quarter should be fairly strong uh, across the board in cattle. Are you worried or have any concerns about the current weights of these cattle? Um, you know, I think it's we we talk to a lot of producers about that this and we hear this a lot. And you know, is the market really reflecting the the hard summer and spring that we had as far as the lack of calves that are there, but also the lack of weight that we've seen. Now we've had a really good uh, fall this year where we've been able to see see gains really improve. So I, I think you know, right now it looks like uh, we're not as worried about it, but it's going to be interesting to see come come sales time here over the next couple months what's really out there. On the hogs, good news for them. As we talked in the first half about China making these announcements, it looks like they're going to be cutting some tariffs for our pork, which means their people will get to eat. That's, that's right. Yeah, they're going to cut. They, they currently have a 12% tariff on frozen pork, and they're going to drop it to 8%. So it, it doesn't sound like much, but it, that's that's a big number, and it's pretty good faith. Um, and we're, we're looking at uh, production. looks like it's going to decline uh, the strongest in the last five years from fourth quarter to the first quarter. So that's positive news. 
um, managed money is kind of getting back to neutral on hogs. I think the, the market thought on hogs right now is there might be a little undervalued if China's going to come back into this market strong and, and make some, some strong purchases. That's yet to be seen, but I think, uh, you know, that's, there's the friendly side of, of that news out of China is, is back in the market a little bit. Any thoughts as we wrap up on, on what we need to kind of keep an eye out for this last few trading days of 2019? Yeah, I would say just be aware of the trading hours. Um, know that we're going to have short days uh, coming up tomorrow, and then again um, next week we're off this Wednesday and next Wednesday. And just just be, be aware it's going to be light volume. There can be some swings in the market, but start looking forward to next year, and, and guys really need to start looking forward and looking for a plan. And if, if you didn't use one this year, make sure, make sure and get a plan in place for next year because our political situation isn't going to change. All right, sounds good. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Eric? Yeah, they can call us at 308-234-6805, or they can go online to mysmartyield.com. All right, sounds good. Eric Kruger joining us today. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options do involve substantial risk of loss and are not suitable for all investors. That is today's version of the Fontenelle Final Bell, brought to you by Fontenelle and all the local dealers. Check it out as a podcast through ruralradio.com or wherever you subscribe. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.